you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. All right, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. Uh, what I love about what this whole world is coming to right now, even though it seems to be kind of crazy, um, with the coronavirus and um, how it's impacting the travel industry, um, a lot of us have been stuck at home and there are still also a good number of us that are out there working. What I do love is that it's brought us together in so many different ways. And I've been working on this podcast since January, um, but now I've branched out to include more interviews. And I'm so excited to have on Chris Favor today. Chris and I have been connected on Instagram for quite some time. Uh, he's based in San Diego. Uh, and I'm actually going to let him give a bit of an introduction to himself. So Chris, first of all, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate this. This is a lot of fun for me. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and share with everybody what you do in the travel industry? Uh, basically aviation. I work in the airlines since I was basically right out of high school. So essentially aviation and travel go together very closely. Uh, so I've, that's been my passion ever since. So basically being able to work in the airlines all across the country in many different ways and flying airplanes and, and so anything travel related from that, they, they go hand in hand in me as far as I'm concerned. So being in one of the largest airlines in the country, uh, it, it's afforded me a lot of ba benefits for that. So it's, it's been great. Although lately that's a little bit more of a challenge and a test, you know, testament to how we're going to come out of this. So we'll see. It, yeah, exactly. So, um, how would you, how would you kind of describe your, your day to day in, pre-coronavirus <laughs> uh, those are the days it was only last week as crazy as that sounds uh, my but basically my main job is where we handle the it's like an operations manager it's it's a different title but you know for everybody to understand it's more of an operations manager uh, we, we run the operation as far as handling where the flights go for our airline and you know customer movement plane movement we worked a lot with the logistics uh, so to speak kind of Kind of like the behind the scenes dispatching room, if you want to call it that. Uh, every airline has a, uh, a large a network operations center or some version of that. And they basically run the entire airline from their headquarters. And we like to look at what our room or what we do is little mini versions of that in all our larger stations. Uh, San Diego is one of them, at least for now, <laughs> you know, but uh, so it's, it's been a lot of fun because of the challenges that it presents yeah. It's a unique kind of uh, job. So, uh, so yeah, basically we run the place just to put it mildly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you run the place. No, definitely. So considering obviously, I mean, you definitely are on the front lines of travel in a very different way than how I'm on the front lines of travel. Uh, how, how would you describe things are now? Obviously, I know you're talking about the good old days of aviation, AKA last week. Now this week, it, it's a very different time. What changes are you seeing? Well, I mean, the obvious without going into all the details specifically for each airline, but I mean, you see the photos out there, you see all the airplanes being parked and planes being sent to the boneyard essentially and long-term storage. I mean, you could just Google and look at airlines and airplanes that are being parked and it's, it's quite a, a surreal 
experience. I mean, if you think about after 9-11, when you go to the airport and you didn't see a plane flying at all, I mean, just that's like looking at an LA freeway on the 405 and not seeing a car. Um, so basically, yes, I mean, you, it's very eerie when you look around the airport and there's no people. Um, it, it, it's kind of scary. It gives you an anxiety you know, instead of some people that have an anxiety when they get in a room full of too many people or too many people around them, it's almost like for some people and myself included to some degree is it's almost like an anxiety to the other way, the opposite of that. When you like, there's nobody around, it's almost scary. It's eerie. It's like, you know, the uncertainty of doing that because we all know that in any business, no customers means no business, you know, and what does yeah. that mean for you? So that's obviously, I mean, that's without a doubt, you know, when planes stop flying and there's so many restrictions, especially when it comes to the internationals, you know, there's so many international restrictions and uh, a lot of the airlines have uh, ceased operations when it comes to international. Some small time airlines have pretty much just ceased uh, for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. it's a very interesting, surreal kind of moment. I, I don't really have a good word to put it, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to say, I mean, even though you know, I'm not working necessarily with the airlines or or at an airport even, certainly on the hotel side of things. It is crazy to see the number of hotels that are just having to close their doors. Mm -hmm. The number of people that I know that have been let go, the number yep. of people that I know that have been furloughed. I actually just got my notice today. I'm officially furloughed. Uh, it's, yeah, and it's very, it's, crazy. It's crazy to, to sort of fathom because, you know, we've looked at our industry for so long and it's like, oh, it's not going anywhere. It's stable as can be, but nobody's ever uh, been able to imagine this. And it's certainly very, very unprecedented. Yeah. And the biggest thing with this one, it's almost like whiplash as far as how fast, like literally last week, everybody's on top of the world making record profits flights are full hotels are full i mean you know usually in a downturn you can kind of see a, a certain industry or a certain you know area that might start to drop or you know you can kind of see things coming uh but this literally came out of nowhere uh, mm -hmm. essentially and and just literally it's like you you know one day you're you're on top of the world and well you know the next day it's now you're you're literally fighting for survival. I mean, uh, you know, insert your own analogy on that one, but it's just, yeah, it, it's, that's what I think is, is just the shock, the shock factor for a lot of it. Uh, people don't, it's like, Oh, really? definitely. What, what happened? And you're right. Yeah. It, it, exactly. And it came so quickly and, and hit so hard. Uh, what are you, what are you guys kind of doing differently now? Or is it just massive scale back? Um, I mean, thankfully we're still flying. Uh, the one thing that some people may or may not really realize is, and I've seen some people kind of joke or make some talks about it is when they see like a FedEx or UPS airplane and like, Oh, that, that airline should be, you know, those are essential. Um, the one thing to remember is airlines, passenger airlines carry cargo too. Yeah, they could, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those medical uh, shipments, you know, they get transported too. a lot of the ones that are being named in the press today, they ship, we ship them too. Um, and so there's that too. No, not, not to the scale at FedEx and all them, but you know, a lot of that stuff is like next flight guaranteed where they need to get it on the next flight and get it to that next city that same day within a few hours. You know, 
you know, whether it be, uh, you know, like a, a organ or, you know, something, you know, a natural body part, you know, they need to get it there and, or whatever the case may be. And so there's, there's that we're shipping, even though you don't have passengers necessarily as much as mm-hmm. we obviously have seen before, but, uh, you know, you still ship cargo, you know, uh, depending mm-hmm. on which cities, but, uh, yeah, obviously with every airline, they're all scaling back. You know, you go with, you know, you have record 80, 90% load factors last week and you're now into the t- teens, barely holding yeah, on to that. Um, for sure. And well, and it, so, that's actually really interesting. I don't, I don't think I actually realized how much of commercial flights actually also carried cargo of, of that sort, mm-hmm. uh, but makes sense. It definitely makes sense. And, and similarly yeah. too, with hotels that were going at a, like a, 95, 97, 100% occupancy to then seeing 7%. That's crazy. That's, I mean, it's like seven. Like, what? It's like more than skeletal cruel, skeletal, skeletal crew. Oh my gosh, if I can even say the word. Um, <laughs> what, you know, coming out of this, how, how do you foresee we like, how do you foresee us coming out of it? Like, what do you think will happen as far as, you know, bringing people, yeah, I don't know uh, whether it can be <laughs> like estimated timeline. I mean, I know that there's no, the whole thing is, is like, I know the timeline changes because we don't know how long it's going to be, but what are your kind of thoughts as far as like the trickle in effect, I guess, afterwards? Yeah. Well, I would hope and pray that, you know, very hard that w- this gets over and done with. And we start seeing some hope because in any industry, in any issue, we all need some sort of hope. We need some positive. What are we looking at? If it's all doom and gloom, you're just going to literally kill business uh, completely. Mm -hmm. Um, And the longer that this goes on, obviously, which hopefully based on the president's discussions today or whatever that, you know, maybe sometime next month we'll be back open again or or the country will be quote unquote. Uh, But really the, the impact, I think, uh, cause I'm, as you probably know, we're personally, we're, we're very passionate about personal finance as well. So mm-hmm. what I think this will teach a lot of people, and this is very important when you're traveling is that you need to be prepared for the unknowns. Granted, this mm-hmm. is a way unknown, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, very uh, much, but I mean, things could happen to, you know, at any time. So I think what people need to be doing, especially is they need to be a lot more aggressive with their saving and having an emergency fund and being a lot better in a in a much better financial position. Uh, mm-hmm. That way you can travel with the freedom of not being worried about it. Cause especially as us, you know, airlines usually travel standby, not all the time, but you have to be prepared for, you know, maybe not making your flight, having to go another route. Uh, mm-hmm. There's that aspect of travel, which is different, you know, and unique to, you know, airlines. But uh, I think honestly, to, to best direct answer your question would be, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell depends on how long it takes. If it were to technically reopen right now, I would possibly see that you get some more uh, re, um, uh, business to come back up. But honestly, I think it's going to take a while, even if they were to reopen it right now, or if they were to reopen it next week or in just a couple weeks. Yeah. There'll be some businesses that'll start flying and, you know, start, you know, there'll be some traveling because people, you know, two, people will do two things. One, a couple of things, I think either they're going to come out of this and need to get out and need to get away and need to travel <laughs> somewhere or they're going to come out with a different mindset and especially financially speaking, if so many people are laid off, they may not want to travel as fa- as much. And, and also the aspect that so many of the events, you know, concerts, pro sports teams, Olympics now, so many of those things are postponed for so long that there's not as much of a 
demand per se to to to, to that. So mm-hmm. yeah, whereas people would normally travel to go see a Super Bowl or, or well, I should say, you know, sports teams, spring break. Uh, a lot of that stuff is, you know, non-existent now. So what do people travel for? You know, so now it's going to be, you know, either to go back and see family, um, you know, see family that they haven't seen now because they've been cooped up. Maybe some businesses start to pick up again, you know, just, you know, general businesses that need to travel back and forth. But I also kind of think that there'll be a, uh, a shift in mindset as far as how businesses operate. You know, there's that joke that you see going around on Instagram and whatever about, now you get to see how many of these meetings could have been done in an email, you know? And so, you know, you, you might see more of this, like this video podcasting stuff and, you know, where they do virtual meetings. So it's a very unknown, you know, kind of an unknown feeling to see just how fast or, or how much the demand for travel as a whole comes back because, you know, then say we open it as a U.S. you know, per se, but, you know, are the other countries going to reopen fast enough and, now, it's all going to be the different of, of the positions that the airlines are into. Certain airlines are very heavily weighted on their international uh, interlines or their international uh, I'm brain farting the word I'm looking for, but uh, um, their code share agreements that they have where they're, you know, a lot of their business is done that way. You know, obviously with certain other businesses, some other airlines don't do that. So yeah, you know, some are, <laughs> let's just say some are still flying partially for that reason. Um, but uh, so it, I don't know, it, that's a long winded answer to kind of say, I'm, it's hard to say. Um, yeah. And it's a really it, couple different ways you can take it. So. No, it's, it's a, it's, it is really hard to say. And I do realize that when I ask that, that it, there are so many factors that go into it. And, mm-hmm. and certainly, you know, what, what I kind of had, had looked at certainly in the hotel space is, you know, I think moving forward, we're going to see a lot of hybrid roles. I don't know if that would necessarily mm-hmm. so much apply in aviation. I think that ends up being really, really tricky if that's the case. Um, yeah. But just I, have the pilot work I mean, from home. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Just have the pilot like fly as well as, you know, serve everybody and do everything and also toss the luggage on the plane. No, but I mean, it, it's, I, I think probably as a, instead of necessarily hybrid roles, because I don't think that that necessarily makes sense, probably just like fewer flights and just kind mm-hmm. of having a, a yeah. less of a flights, you know, not as many flights going so that you can f- work on filling those up yeah. until adding more to the schedule, yeah. more to the plate. But well, the my one, goodness. On, on that note, you spe- uh, kind of something else to think about too is, is, and this is why some of the airlines are not, you know, it's hard to say because there's so much uncertainty. So my, just my viewpoint, not, not that I have any specific knowledge on this, that's a much higher level than me, but you know, one thing, if you were to lay off people, which some mm-hmm. airlines are doing, um, it's going to, you know, trying to come back from this, if they reopen, who's going to be in a better position to resume service and meet that demand when it should it come back up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there, that's why I think some of the airlines are not necessarily trying to lay off right away. Maybe they're trying to furlough because that way at least they're still there so they can bring them back in an instant. Uh, sure. but, uh, you know, and parking an airplane, which obviously many airlines are doing, um, parking those out there on the desert and then, you know, different airplanes or different places, obviously that's going to take some time to get them back into service, get them all checked and ready to go. So, you know, the resu- resumption and resume process of that is going to take some time too. So, you know, I think that's why some airlines are hard, hard up to just cancel everything, but they also can't keep flying around, you know, empty airplanes either. 
Um, it's, it's almost kind of like, well, just park them and at least you can still pay your people because you're not paying thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Or a, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. That's a really good point. I believe it's, uh, I think the airlines as a whole, if, if I understand my numbers, their cash flow per month is around 10 to $12 billion that they Whoa. spend as, as a whole, something around those numbers. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Thankfully, certain airlines are in a much better cash, you know, savings position to still keep operating. Thank mm-hmm. God. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, th- that's so, so true. And it, so question for you, how do you see this changing the industry moving forward? Well, uh, honestly, I think it's going to, ch- in the short term, I think it's going to be a little while to be just my personal opinion. I think it's going to be a little while for people to hop right back on an airplane too quickly for leisure as much as, as sad as that sounds. Because, no. Yeah. I think this summer is going to be really a big summer for road trips and people kind of staying more domestic. Yes. So exactly. I think they'll be doing more of that because especially with so many people either out of work or very, very reduced hours um, and being hit in the pocketbook and the bank account, essentially, you know, if they're doing the smart thing, I mean, this is not great for us, but I mean, the smart thing would be to save your cash, save your money, you know, get yourself back into a position Especially when, you know, you can't trust, you you know, you can't count on the government ever. I mean, that that doesn't matter what business you're in. I, you know, you should never do that anyway. But so they need to save that up. And so if if you're a smart person financially, you're not going to want to just travel. And although now as you come out of this, all the airlines, hotels, stuff like that will have record deals. I mean, yeah, oh, for sure. There's definitely going to be a lot of deals that we're going to be, that we'll see moving forward. But you're right. You're taking a far more holistic approach to it is that, you know, well, and and there are multiple ways to look at it. There's also a good chunk of society that is still working. They're just working from home. So there are, there's still a lot of people that are still have their full income. They still, Mm -hmm. life is just, um, the only real difference is they're not going to the office, but as far as paychecks, they're still doing fine. And then there's also a part of the population just based off of whatever their industry is, they're seeing a boom and they're doing really, yes. really well. Yes, so I think true. it'll be interesting to see this, um, this kind of like how it'll trickle down and play out because, you know, obviously we're seeing it on the side cause it's our industry that's just being ravished really. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's being totally like demolished in mm. front of us, but then you also have all of these other people, that aren't. So yes. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the ones that are okay in this time or the ones that are even thriving in this time that they'll, as we come out of it, that there will be a trickle down from them. Uh, sure. and I mean, that's really like one, what one can really hope for. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't think it'll actually ever go away. Uh, but I think it's going to be kind of similar. You're going to kind of similar to the 9-11 thing. Um, you know, there were some airlines <laughs> that bounced back really quickly uh, per, for the most part. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be slow at first, I think. But uh, yeah, you know, it's not like people are going to be scared to get on a plane like they were after 9-11. Uh, so they're not going to necessarily be scared to travel again once everybody, you know, once the government's all realize, okay, it's fine. You can travel. It's safe, whatever. Uh, but yeah, you're going to, I think you'll see a definite uh, slow return uh, mm-hmm. you know, but, and that's where the reductions in flights have come. And yeah, so for sure. You know, Do you think that there'll yeah. be a difference in like cleaning standards? I mean, I, I'm sure that there already is, but that, that will continue. Um, 
Maybe. Well, short answer, yes. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Ooh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was even thinking about it from the standpoint of hotels as well, too. I mean, they're definitely mm-hmm. going to be held to a different standard by by their guests. Yeah, and that's and an off topic on that note is obviously some of the hotels and motels, not not the nicer luxury ones per se, but uh, you know some of your local like the ones around the airport or or especially cruise ships now because we have the Disney mm-hmm. cruise ship here in Port in San Diego. Uh, there was another one here for a while, uh, and it left. I don't know where it went, but uh, anyway, Disney Cruise Lines is important right now. So obviously, a lot of cruise ships around too that are also porting into different cities to use as makeshift hospitals or to help them yes, out. Yes, so, we are uh, seeing. But that. I believe I can't quote this, but I remember I think San Diego was picking up a bunch of homeless people uh, and putting them in hotels, like they were commandeering, so to speak you know, hotel oh, wow. fixes or hotels or holiday inns. I, I'm not sure which ones they chose, but uh, they were basically taking over certain hotels and putting homeless people in them. So it's an interesting aspect too, to once you come out of this, okay, what are you going to do with them? And what's their, you know, you know who knows what that's going to be like and just getting every everything back up to par and, and reopening things, recleaning things. So I would think mm-hmm. there's going to be a little bit more of a germophobia, so to speak, from people oh, in general. 100%. And, yeah. 100%. Um, you know, things that, you know, and it's almost funny to say that it's like, oh, yeah, wash your hands. Well, duh, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, it's a, so it's a good it, reminder. Yeah, <laughs> so um, to kind of, kind of wrap this up, what would you say, what are the big lessons that you've learned from this? Be them personal, because I know that personal finance is huge for you, uh, but even also mm-hmm. maybe at work. What would be the biggest lessons? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everybody's going to believe that, you know, don't take what you have for granted. I think this mm-hmm. is a huge wake up call for people hey, to really value your your money, but also your freedoms in, in a sense and, and being able to travel and not take it for granted. And, you know. I think that's going to be the one thing is really value that time. You know, when you lose something, especially like we're doing right now. Um, and, and for so many people in the travel business, like, you know, one moment you're literally high on life, you think the world's great and it's not, you know, nothing's going to happen to you. Or even if you, if something does, it's not a big deal, but to prepare yourself, you know, that anything can happen at any time and to be better for that. So I think, again, I mean, it's going to come back a lot to, you know, the financial side for businesses, for companies that they need mm-hmm. to also stock up to um, and, and, to you know, better align, you know, their business strategies to be able to survive that because you never know. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. That's for agreed. companies and people alone uh, alike. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. So I want to add end this on a positive note, just because I know we've mm-hmm. talked about such serious stuff. Um, exactly. What do you love about travel? Oh, there's what don't I like about travel? Um, <laughs> That's great. No, we, I mean, for us, obviously, those in the airline business, you know, it's so much easier because in a sense, especially right now, uh, you just to hop on a plane and go somewhere, just that, that, that quick little, you know, being spontaneous and going anywhere and being in a new place. And, you know, you know, especially if you're in a pilot or a flight attendant and literally you are in a different city every day, you know, it could be completely different parts. So, um, it's just, it's just a fun part of being able to see different, you know, see different sites, different cultures, different people, uh, kind of, you know, embracing the different, uh, atmosphere, um, just 
you know, some people are just nomads. They don't want to be stuck in one place all the time. And it's just nice to be able to, to get around and see different places, different cultures. Uh, I, I wish uh, more places did more passport stamping, you know, the yes. you know, travel international. And it seems like they keep going away from that. Like that, I know. that was a big thing. You know, you want to be able to stamp your passport, right? You know, I know exactly. Yeah. Collect that's pro- those you know, that's probably my, it. probably both Megan and I's uh, best thing about travel is we want to keep, you know, stamping our passports. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, hey, I, just I definitely get gram, it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely anyway. wish uh, we could do that right now. So. Yeah, well, you know what? Soon enough we will. I know uh, it, it's hard to fathom when that's going to be, but um, there will be a time that we'll, we will be traveling um, more and again and soon and to all destinations all around the world. So... Just right now, there is a temporary pause. Um, So, well, with that, I just want to say thank you so, so much for taking the time to hop on this podcast with me today. Um, Where can people find you? Do you want people to follow you online? Like your Instagram? Where should people come find you? Uh, Just Instagram's probably the best one. Uh, Chris.Favor or at Chris.Favor. Perfect. Yeah, you a little bit of everything, though. But yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, especially if you're an aviation geek um, mm-hmm. like Chris, you have to check out his page. It's awesome. It's all. Um, and I have to I'm so glad that we connected uh, years ago and that we've even you know met in person a couple times and that we've been able to do this. And um, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights as well, too. It's it's really thank you. Uh, it means a lot to hear from you, somebody that's on on the inside but in a different way mm-hmm. yeah, it's a different so, look at travel from that perspective definitely is well thank you again so much and thank you all for tuning in be sure to stay tuned as uh we have more interviews coming throughout this whole coronavirus pandemic thanks so much <laughs> thanks chris take care thank you